Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Alex and this week I'm joined by Joey Scrubs. Hello. And Danny Krups. Danny Krups. <laughs> so what we're going for? Never go for that. Hello but everyone. Surely you're Danny Krups. Yeah, I would. Yeah. We were yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you would. Yeah, some people say Krups. We were somewhere the other day and yeah. someone kept calling you Crapper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you... I've come a cropper. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was. And it I just can made remember who it was. Oh, can you? Say, oh, okay. Yes. It really put me on edge for ages. Tense. Well, you thought I was going to lose it and just pick up a knife. No, not even that. Like, as someone who regularly has their name mispronounced, like, it's something that I like. It's fine. I grew up... How do people um, mispronounce your name? Scrabbles. J- Joe's. Or, <laughs> why do they do that? Just people Joe think I. it looks foreign, <laughs> so they <laughs> add foreign-sounding intonations to it. Like, that's it. <laughs> oh, God. It happens a lot. Okay. Um, what are you going to say? Um, no, like, yeah, having a slightly unorthodox surname when you're growing up, like, you, when you get birthday party invites from other kids at your school, just every permutation yeah. imaginable. Cooper? That's okay. not my name. That's a good effort. If you want to <laughs> anglicise it to make you feel better about mm. me living in your country, that's fine with me. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that, because my wife's maiden name is Francek, but it's F-R-A-C-Z-E-K. Oh. And then, that's but exciting. her entire family, when they put, like, restaurant tables, they just go Fraser, just because... Yeah, oh, yeah, easier. it's just way easier. Yeah. Is that Polish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scrabbles isn't meant to be said Scrabbles, but I can't pronounce well, how it's meant to be said. Well, it was changed. <laughs> exactly. It's very much... It is. You can speak Latvian. <laughs> no, what, keep going. Yeah, you can't teach that. It's something that. like... The, essentially, the L has like a... It's a sound that we don't make. Have, we so don't it's have like a, It's like a... I just want to hear you try like at least. It's like the back of your throat. It's like on. a... So, the, <laughs> so it should be something along the lines of Scrabbles. Joey Scrabbles. Exactly. But it's sounds like you're swallowing phlegm so <laughs> there's no point oh lovely yeah that's a very cultural beginning hello everyone all of our eastern european <laughs> roots <laughs> uh switch came out this week and we've been playing it rather a lot yes we all bought our own yeah which i can't even remember the last time a console launch happened that we all went and bought our own we're the reason that it's the record selling nintendo console game journalist i know um yeah i think i've already played it more than my wii u <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> well, because uh, I've played a lot of Twilight Princess recently, which is one of the reasons why I've struggled quite a lot with uh, Zelda, but we'll talk about that a bit later on. Anyway, so first impressions of the Switch? Uh, it's really nice, and it's strange how quickly it became a part of my everyday life. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's so. It's really easy to to sort of understate how. Good, how easy it is to use yeah. like, and that it's been streamlined for use constantly like the thing everyone came out saying when we first got it was I can't believe that you can press the power button and be back in a game uh, within two to three it's seconds so fast isn't and it? it yeah it, you kind of but never should, think about be, how convenient that is but it's a, it's a weird kind of discrepancy between a lot of things we use every day on our games consoles and PCs which you boot up put in a desk mm. get it going Whereas your phone and tablet is instant on and you're straight back into what you were doing last. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, but with a big games console. Yeah. yeah. 
It's really smart. And it is, it's all those little things that are adding up to make it something I really like using all the time. Like, like 10 minutes on the tube yeah. is, a, is totally viable uh, and fun, which it, sh- it shouldn't be. See, I feel a little bit weird about getting it out on the tube. I'm Why? talking about the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as flamboyant as you are. So Milk much, me! So much envy. <laughs> Imagine that, getting a one-two switch on the tube. Do you want to play Soda Just, Shake? What's a shave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I always felt weird about getting my iPad out on the tube as well. Really? Yeah. I, I did the first night I had it because it was like literally the day it came out and no one gave a shit. I do. Like, um, I feel like this thing, like, because yeah. people. Look at me. Look at me. Well, I, just think, I think a lot of people just. Why do like why do populations don't care? No, no. And also, it's like it is, people, yeah. and then you think like someone to take it. It's like people take out way more expensive stuff on the tube than a three hundred pound switch. Yeah, dogs, dogs. Yeah, but not necessarily children. Like on display like that. Ah, people, I see people on iPads all the time in the morning. The way I think about it, more money. I'd, I'd, I've got my headphones plugged laptops. into it. It would be hard for someone to take it. Firstly, I would notice. And yes. secondly, there's a certain amount of tension, so they'd have to stop. Yeah. At which point, I'd gore him. Would you? Yeah. 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 Jonah Lomu out. Old man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be dead in seconds. They'd have a 3.5 mil jack through their eye. Um, yeah. A friend of mine who was reviewing it for another outlet did an amazing tweet where he didn't realise that the review embargo stated you couldn't take it out in public. Right. So he was like, I only just got around to reading the review embargo. I've been showing it to homeless guys on the tube for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really liked. Do you want to have a yeah. bang on one, two switch with me, mate? I do have a thing where whenever I get it out, there is a bit of me that kind of I look up and just make sure. Anyone. You want people to have a is look? Yeah, clock? yeah. Is the new Zelda Breath of the Wild? Anyone clock? To this? Check out my armor. Pretty sweet. Please make my three hundred pounds worthwhile. <laughs> Validate me. What you were saying about how kind of quickly it's become a part of your everyday. Mm. Like yesterday, I didn't bring it to work with me because I thought I don't want to play at lunch um, because I've got some of this stuff to do. And then I really, really miss not having it on my commute. Mm. Like when I was going home at night, I was like. Oh, I could have done a little shrine. Because that's, that's it. Thing, like, I don't know why you wouldn't have brought it with it. Like, sure, you no, no. play at work, but it's the commuting. Yeah, I saw some people criticising saying that it's not that portable. What? Oh, I, I, I find insane. that mad. That's what insane. my criticism like, that is. No, it doesn't fit in your pocket. But did you ever put a Vita in your pocket? No, I've got, like, uh-huh. everyone go like, most people who do commute take some kind of bag with them. Yeah. And it's really light. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's re- like it's. I just put it in like the laptop it, compartment in my yeah. That's exactly what I've done. It's in, fine. I do it inside a hat inside yeah. the laptop compartment. <laughs> did you not buy a carry case? No, you I'm, I think he's bought a hat. Yeah, I bought <laughs> I bought a St. Pauli Hamburg. I've got a hat. massive Homer Simpson style head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think I probably will buy a carry case because it is freaking me out quite yeah. a lot, and I know it's not going to get scratched. But the thing I'm worried about is no one knows how flimsy the uh, joysticks are yet or the joy cons right. as well yeah the wrong twist or push yeah, yeah, yeah. what's gonna pop off yeah. I don't want anything popping, popping off my switch yeah um, but yeah but so th- yeah that's basic. basically my whole feeling about it is there's loads of you know, the big stuff where it's like oh it's in my TV it's portable whatever yeah. like Basically, I'm only really using it as a handheld most of the time. Really? Yeah. So, I'm yeah. definitely docking it when I get home. I'm playing Zelda mainly on the big TV when I can. Yeah. I, I played... We're getting Zelda specifics in a minute, but yeah. this is more about the experience of playing on the Switch. When we got it, I on the Saturday, I played for something like 
13 or 14 hours straight it's unbelievable and I to the supermarket in between for some food did you say sustenance you? no I didn't oh. I'm not mad Alex um, <laughs> I did but I, I, there was a point in the day where I was like I have played this for about 12, 11 hours now should probably do something else and I just took it out of the dock I just played it handheld with peep show <laughs> in the background so it's still playing oh man I, I watched well I had three episodes of Game of Thrones on whilst I played Zelda yesterday so, it's just like I'm I'm achieving something that's not Zelda <laughs> so I, I think definitely what I've been doing I've been taking out of the dock when I've been doing like not menial stuff but like, like pottering or mm. like farming stuff or doing like map filling in but when it's been like more story stuff I've docked it like for my first boss fight I was in the office yeah and I was like, I don't want to do my first boss fight on the handheld, so I just came in and put it on the TV. Really? Also, yeah. I don't know. I just fancied it doing it that way. I know well, this yeah, is one of the big fights that I had was on the train, and I had motion thingy enabled, and obviously when oh, the train no goes around, yeah, it's impossible. That. Yeah. Turn that off straight away. But I, but I use it normally. Do you? I, well, I, 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 it's like I was saying earlier. It's, I find it good for fine tuning your arrow it, shots. It is a like it, it's surprisingly sensitive that right stick. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I've been doing it on the TV. I didn't like it on the Pro controller. Right. Oh yeah, that of course. That was weird. Yeah, I've not been using. How, that. Yeah, have you? You've been playing with the pro controller. Yeah, mainly at home. I've been using the pro. Controller. You've been playing with the grip yes. on TV. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing with two Joy Con. Three different ways. Flexible. That is versatile. Like three John, it's like, like salmon three ways. Like John Cena, who advertised it because he's the most versatile wrestler <laughs> actor in the world, according to Nintendo. Um, speaking of, you said, did you take it to the shops with you? We've got a video where um, Naomi is walking down the street with a Switch and just playing and smiling and. I I just looked at it like you're gonna fall down a manhole. Like it's that's <laughs> yeah. danger. I would never do that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> also, like uh, it's not very often you actually just have a manhole that's just off. The, the it happens, thing. Alex. When it's cartoons, it does. Yes. Quick not sound. Lot of I don't know what. Manholes. I've never been to San Francisco. I've heard it's right. paved with manholes. Okay. So <laughs> with no kind of barriers up around them, just no. people falling in them. Yeah. Saying, We're lucky she didn't die. Yeah. We're lucky she didn't die. We for Naomi. Yeah. And um, the other, the, actually, the thing about coming into the office and docking your switch is another weird little thing that I'd never thought of beforehand it's like as long as someone's got a dock you just go yeah I'm on your TV like, like, get, just play around get some extra ones. that's wicked that's awesome I know. why are they not available now it's crazy I, 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 uh, they actually they were America. available and then they got taken off the store oh. so a lot of people are saying this in a sort of slightly conspiracy theory way as Nintendo making docks that don't have the potential to scratch your screen. Which I'd like to say, if you're one of those people who scratched your screen, you are not treating your Switch no. right. Like, you have to be a maniac to yeah. be, like, yeah. yanking it I, out. I, I give it. Before I put it down, I give it a little kiss. Yeah. Play it, put it down. I cover it with a little a velvet hanky. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Just, like, it's okay. I sing. You can still play Zelda now. Yeah. I treat it like a... Um, Wow, what those people who eat birds? Never mind. I can't remember the. <laughs> what like chicken? The people who have to hide their face from God because they're eating birds that have been cruelly killed. Well, you know it. It's I'd in Hannibal. It... Oh, the Autoland. It does reading about yeah. yeah. They drown a bird. I thought in you were about. Is it in the Philippines or in Malaysia where they eat a kind of very developed um, bird fetus? Ooh. We've not seen that. It's a delicacy. It looks absolutely oh right. So and obviously cultural relativism and all that, but it is it's. A fertilised egg, uh, and it's to the point of hatching, and oh, then they just no. eat it. That's just like a crumpled chick. No one needs that. Not for me. <laughs> so, so I do have one. It's, it, I guess it's a criticism. Like, the battery I struggled with yesterday. Yeah, I've, I've because, had that. So I played it a bit at the office, 
uh, and then on my commute home, and then a bit at home because you probably have the longest commute. What is that for people? Like uh, just so they know, so they can work out where uh, you probably live. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Triangulate. Uh, probably forty minutes, I guess. So not long. That's not but, long at but all. But then when I got home, oh, I finished like, no, my story. Goddamn it! All right, sorry. <laughs> right. But when I got home, the, uh, my wife was on the telly, so I couldn't play it there. So um, <laughs> she's on the monster. <laughs> Jesus. I was, I was thinking that she was just sitting on top. I'm trying to offer some insight for <laughs> like our that listeners. picture of the guys on the Empire State Building. <laughs> insight for Dangling the money whacking it out on the tube. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, ba- yeah. battery is annoying. No, no, no. It's I got down to no. 20, no, 16% yesterday. Well, you know when it, um, you know when it dies, it, mm. it takes a kind of uh, a snapshot of where you are, so you're not going to lose progress. Apparently. Yeah, but I wanted to play it. Yeah. No, I know I get that, but if you like, people were freaking out. And I bought a USB C cable to plug into an iPad charger, which works. You can play it, mm-hmm. but I bought basically a short one, so I had to play with it really <laughs> near to the plug. <laughs> Is, does it do? Does it? Pump, does an iPad charger pump out enough electricity to keep it? It was playing and play? charging at the right, same time. Right. Okay, that's yes. good. Because not all of them do. We were having this. I don't know how any of the, any of these things work, but like. I think it was Digital Foundry did a test with a 10,000 milliampere phone charger. Yeah. And that kept it alive for seven hours plus the three hours of natural battery life. Right. Which is really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, you shouldn't have to buy a battery pack to keep it. I'm not excusing them no, for no, making no. it, but it's kind of. Most people have a portable yeah, phone like, charger that I yeah. know now, right? Yeah, but a lot of them won't be strong enough to keep it. Yeah. yeah Mine's like 11,000. Like Joe, um, who... Um, there are loads of Reddit threads on it. There's like wattage stuff. Yeah, Joe, our like, IGN engineer who keeps their website running, he was doing some calculations the other day, and he bought one thing for about £45. He said he was going to bring one in today. He's got it in with him. Um, um, it, that's strong enough to keep it 100% charged um, mm. while playing. I'm just going to have a look and tell <clears> you which one it is. I want to test mine. I haven't done it yet, but I don't have a cable. Yeah, so basically it's a power bank that is built with the idea of ch- keeping laptops charged. So right. it outputs wow. way more than That's nuts. the regular phone charger. Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, maybe I'll come back to it later. <laughs> but yeah, buy that one. <clears throat> and is that is that your only real issue with it? Yeah. Battery. But like it's it's totally solvable. It's just because I haven't bought an additional like charging cable. Mm. That's it. It's me. It'll, it'll probably accrue over time. Yeah. Right? Have you had a problem with the stick placement on the Joy Cons? Because no. that's something people who look at it, everyone I know who's looked at it has gone, "That looks really weird." Yeah. And in my hands, it feels absolutely fine. No, and I like think, I think yeah. it feels very natural when you're playing in handheld mode with them on the side. Yeah. As I, I say, I like, don't think that feels weird. I haven't played it properly in the grip. Right. I I, I think the the grip. The is only the reason. Well, I like the lazy thing. I always did that with the Wii as well, with my hands just down by my sides. I really like that. Um, but the... Because it makes you look like a big monkey. And then... Um, <laughs> but the grip looks way too small to me, and that's why yeah, I keep hearing I think about it as well. Yeah, people also saying that it feels like weirdly light as well. Oh, really? And Yeah. You've been playing with the grip in hand, no problems. Yeah, absolutely no problems whatsoever. Really? It's, yeah. That's cool. Like, it feels perfectly natural, feels normal. But what you can't see, because we don't have the video version anymore, is like... Alex has got hands the size of like, sort of like <laughs> just, tiny, I've got one thumb that's really short like a mini donut massively long uh, right so the recommended Struggles. power uh, battery pack thingy for Switch is 26,800 milliamps what <laughs> yeah. digital foundry lied but maybe they're saying that's enough to yeah. so that oh. will um, charge it and let you play at the same time for I don't know Sometime. Forever. Brilliant. So, Do you think you'll invest in one of those? Yeah, but it's an, I looked at it. It's another half a kilo. 
to add to my... Uh, I've got a laptop in my bag, an iPad, Switch, then that. That's too much. That's it a lot. too much. It is, yeah. Making yourself a target. Yeah, you're worried about your Switch well, That's why I don't next. get anything out. <laughs> High-tech buckaroo. Yeah. Do you just have a really tatty-looking bag? <laughs> I couldn't possibly have anything <laughs> expensive in here. Exactly. <laughs> like a knapsack. It's a carrier bag. <laughs> it's a stick with anguity. Oh. For a while, my old, uh, my old editor... Uh, his bag broke and he couldn't be asked to buy a new one so he just walked around with like a big jiffy bag full of all his things for ages and it was so funny he used to go and we went to the pub a once and he just bag. brought it with him with all his stuff in everyone was like looks really tragic man just buy a bag it was mad buy a cheap bag he was doing a lot of walking at the time and I think he just thought that was lighter somehow it's wow. really funny he was a good man. He's not dead. I was gonna um, say. <laughs> he was a good man. Until, now he's back. Until that guy t- mugged him for his jiffy bag and, and he took him off in his the face. face. People mocked his bag so much that he killed himself. Oh, no. Oh. He's fine. Well, when was the last time you saw him? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his Zelda review go up, but he might have written that ages ago. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Beyond the grave. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Zelda, mm. should we talk about this? One thing I did see. And you, you're the news editor on IGN in the UK, so correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, God. I thought the... I'm sure there's something in the US. The attach rate for Zelda is like 56% or something like that. Uh, I saw... Which I find, if, it, if that's true, that's ridiculous. I saw what very, else are people buying? I saw very early stats. The, the weirdest stat, and one that has not been fully explained yet, was Nintendo of Europe say that Zelda is selling better than Wii Sports. Right. But Wii Sports was a packing, packing. game. But maybe so they, they must how only, people buying two copies. They must only mean people Who like it's impossible it that people chips or something. I guess. Like it's impossible that Zelda could have sold more yeah. than Wii Sports in a in a factual yeah. way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because well, that's the best selling well, game. What about Wii Sports was never available to buy as well. No, it came out afterwards. Did um, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could so buy it. So it must be that. But then but like, it's got to the point mad. where that might be true because everyone already had it. But was they're it, talking launch. Oh no! Was this Wii or it's the Wii best U? launch? Right. Uh, this was Wii, not Wii, not Wii Sports Club. Oh, right. It's really confused, like a very strange stat or yeah. fact. I suppose it's not a stat because we don't know what the stats are. But yeah. anyway, like, yeah, I don't know what the Zelda attach rate thing I'm is. I'm sure in. I saw something like that. I might be massively wrong, but I remember seeing it and going, like, what else are people buying? I mean. I well, I take a small issue with that because there are other good games that people not, have forgotten about. I'm not but saying like, that, but like, why would you buy a Switch and not buy yeah, Zelda? Yeah. No, that I totally agree with that. Seems crazy to me. It does. Maybe people. Mm, I suppose lots of people will probably buy one and like an indie game, and then yeah. hope that Zelda goes down in price, which they shouldn't because it never will because uh, it's that, Nintendo. I, I still wonder, like, you you are launch like day buyer if you're kind of going oh hope it goes down in price do you mm. know what I mean I feel like if you were there day one you've gone right it's going to cost me and also oh, like yeah, yeah. if you you spend that much on the console and then I'm sure Snipper Clips is great yeah. but if that's the only game you buy like yeah. I do find it hard to get outside of kind of our world view of obviously we all grew up playing video games like what does Zelda mean to people like outside of the people we know do you know what mm. I mean like I know Mario is instantly recognisable yeah of course yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what what Zelda signified to those people because those games come out less often. Yeah, 
and mm. or maybe less accessible. I, I don't think so, yeah. like. So I just don't know what Zelda means to people in the same way. Obviously, well, not saying it's not popular, but the funny thing is, I keep hearing <clears> people saying, like, telling anecdotes, and it's always the same sort of. Oh, I heard someone in the queue at Best Buy say that this is the first console they've bought since Nintendo sixty four. Like, if you're buying Zelda with that, you're fucked. That game was so hard, yeah. so different. You're, like, like, you, you haven't played you, a game since the 90s. all the grammar that you need to play that game. That's yeah. like. That's I also absurd. think of all the Zelda conventions in that, like, because there's some people in the office have bought Switches, mm. and I think maybe for some of them this is their first ever Zelda game. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, it'd be really interesting to see just what they think of all the mm. things we take for granted and we're so kind of a nerd to. Such as? Just, I think, the structure of it, the story, the characters. Like, even Dan, who works, or if you listen to podcasts for a long time, mm. you know who Dan is. Like, he literally just knew nothing about it. Like, really? who Link is, like, why are they doing this? Like, are all the games connected? All that sort of thing. Mm. Um, the fact that, it, like, he goes, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened in the previous ones. Not knowing that it's kind of a standalone adventure. It's yeah. probably very similar to my <clears throat> opinion on Final Fantasy, quite okay. frankly. So, yeah. I think that's probably a good analog. Analog. Hmm. Probably, like, completely oblivious and you know I, I yeah, obviously really- I know now because I have a wife who does work for Final <laughs> Fantasy so. um, yeah Zelda Zelda <laughs> should we talk about yeah. it yes instead of attach rates yeah I just found <laughs> I know it, that is really interesting it is a really interesting statistic but it's one of those things well, where tell me an interesting go, story then uh, do you want me to and I will score Actually, it are we gonna do the thing? are we going to do the thing where we say Everything we say could be considered a spoiler because exploring in Zelda is the point. Yeah, mm. but we're not going to go out of our way to spoil any story beats or. Well, should we? Let's. How far into it? Should are we you? set a timer? Creeper. I I think I'm. The like, third, in terms of hours, I would say. Oh, I'm probably thirty. Thirty hours already. Yeah. Holy macaroni! I reckon I'm about fifteen to twenty. Okay. So I haven't I'm, done the first boss though. I'm probably. Have you not? No. I've just, just been wondering just about... Doing photography. I'm Hyrule's greatest dog photographer. How many hearts have you got? Five. Five hearts and two stamina buffs. Okay. So I've done... Oh, you've gone all in on the stamina. I really like climbing because there's sometimes dogs up there. Stop with the big mouth? I don't know. Who knows? I'm <laughs> getting all the pictures <laughs> of dogs like that. He's good with all these mouths. Oh, dog here. Oh, great. Another shrine. <laughs> so I'm probably about... I have done the first boss, but I think I'm only about seven or eight hours, mm. maybe. I don't know. But I was massively underpowered. Right. That's why I think you found that much more difficult yeah. than I, because I did it way later, and I, it wasn't that bad yeah. for me at all. And I think that's part of... Like, it's hard to it, know how to judge it, actually. because well, because you're not levelling up. Yeah, either. and, like, areas are death-gated, because you get to mm. there, you'll be one-shotted. But you can run away from a lot of stuff and get you quite can, far into places you shouldn't be. You can also kill, like, anything with enough work. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it is possible to stay alive against anything. Yeah. It's not like you just walk into a place and you can't beat these not, things. Not some of the shit I've seen, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, like, there's there's one bit, like, you haven't seen it yet, so I'll keep it vague, but there is, um, like, a bad dude just before the first boss, mm-hmm. and you have to get some stuff. And it's properly hard. Mm. Um, but then you don't have to. But Rory, being Rory, of course he went and took it on and apparently beat it. Oh, fair enough. Um, he read like, the specifics of what was asked of you. No, I, see. I probably spent a good hour and a half trying to do it, and I was just like, "This can't be right!" Like I'm getting punished, and then yeah, it turns out you don't have to fight if you don't want to. Yeah. And again, that's the beauty of that game. I think kind of also cool. we not said that. Like, in short, we all think it's amazing. I think yes. it's one of the best games I've ever played already. Like genuinely, uh, yeah. Li- like I literally cannot stop playing it. I, I think I'll do twenty minutes a night, and I'm up to like two thirty in the morning. What's yeah. one of the most like? It, 
it, and it, it, you can tell they've designed it alongside the Switch. I know it wasn't always in development alongside the Switch, but something about that design works so perfectly with what that console does. The fact that every 10 minutes, something, I've achieved something. Yeah. It's so perfect. The world is so perfectly spaced out and the feeling of reward is so perfectly done that I constantly feel like, firstly, I'm doing something new. Like collecting Korok seeds. So yep. there's little Koroks who are the uh, leaf, leaf dudes, dudes from uh, Wind Waker. Yeah. They've come back and they're essentially your hidden collectible like orbs or pigeons or whatever. But so many different types of puzzles and like environmental clues are attached to those things. They constantly feel yeah. like I'm looking you around find the them next in so one. many different yeah. ways. Like, yeah. Because I think one of the... Um, kind of advanced criticisms of it where people would race to like throw at it I think was like oh yes it looks nice but it looks very empty and all we ever saw was the Great Plateau mm. really and then that final trailer you saw some of the other worlds mm. or the different areas like it, it, it is vast and it is open but it is there's always something around the next corner yeah. like you say this is like an environmental puzzle something out of place and you go oh like you're gliding through the air and something will catch your eye and yeah. you're like well, I don't know. It might be days before I'm back here. Yeah, I, I might never even find this yeah, yeah. bit of this field again. Yeah, I might as well check that out now because, or put a marker down. Well, that's it. Yeah. I, I just open up my map and stick down <laughs> a stamp. I need, to, I need yeah. to come back there later. I've got so many skull markers for things that I was like, "Fuck, fighting that right <laughs> <Yeah>. now." <laughs> it's great. Well, that's it. Yeah, just running across like you know different parts of the map, and then like a massive stone golem kind of just pops out of nowhere. Oh, like, so good. <laughs> And then like a Cyclops ogre thingy. It's just like, oh my God. Should we, we were talking about this before. Do we, should we set an alarm? And then, so we'll talk in slightly more specific terms yeah. for how, a set how, amount how of time. Okay. 15 minutes. We'll do 15 minutes. So let me just get a timer up. So this is, if you want to go in knowing absolutely nothing, which is totally fair, then we, you can skip exactly 15 minutes after we say go. And we will have stopped talking about it, promise. Right. Go. Okay. There you go. So, that end boss battle then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I want to, want to talk about, I did this last night, which is an area called Eventide Island. And I'm not going to go into the exact specifics of what it is, but it is an area in which uh, it essentially turns into a... Um, it sort of strips everything you have back to its absolute basics. Yeah. And you're not allowed to save and you have to complete a set of challenges on this island. And it's just like after all of this time in this world becoming stronger and stronger and understanding yeah. more and more, yeah. it suddenly just goes, right, everything you've learned, it use it. Strip back your hearts to the minimum? So you've no, still got so that you have up? your base stats and any <clears throat> stats you come in with. Right. So Because I had to do this three times. It took me fucking hours. Yeah. The third time I was like, right, I'm going to use... An, so I used a thing just before I got to the island where I have yeah. six extra hearts. So I had yeah. like 12 hearts for the majority of this island. But that's... You have that and your Sheikah Slate and nothing else. Right. And so no weapons? No weapons. No armor. Just nothing. pants. Oh my God. And then it asks you to complete <coughs> these, these challenges, which are sort of set across this quite small island. So you... Firstly, you end up learning this island by heart if you're yeah. there for long enough, which yeah. is amazing. Cause yeah. The world is too big to do yeah, that yeah. ever. So just going like, I now know Eventide so well. I know where the little marsh is and I know where that rock is and all yeah. this stuff. That's really cool. And also the idea that I'm suddenly looking at everything with the knowledge that 
only the knowledge that I've brought to it. So I'm like, yeah. that's going to give me three quarters of a heart. That fruit is going to help me out with right. this. I could cook that over there for. It's like where you realise you're Ray Muse. Yeah, and no, right. like, and and you suddenly, um, there's this one bit where you there's like an axe stuck in a tree trunk, but it's in the middle of a big, um, it's like mud that you can sink into so you can't walk right. to it or swim to it right and you're like can i fly to that or can i freeze the mud and like you're starting to have these tiny puzzles where you're just applying all this knowledge you've learned mm. and it's just it's just this completely condensed version of the whole game so do you in one you, place can you still use all your abilities you like, can use all your sheik slate abilities yeah. and that's it right um and it's just fascinating like suddenly just being thrust back and go and and it just going all right use what we've given you well that's Sorry. Sorry, no. I was just gonna say. I wonder if you can use like amiibo, for example, and oh, then bring yeah, in like and stuff. I yeah, never whatever. actually thought about that. Possibly, yeah. yeah but like, <clears> I think <throat> what what they talked about <laughs> beforehand <laughs> is like, oh, this one is gonna break from a lot of conventions and templates they've laid down over the last thirty odd years. And I was like, oh, what does that actually mean? So all the kind of traditional dungeons where you get one item that kind of helps you solve that dungeon is gone. And the world has like a hundred shrines that are kind of these little mini puzzles. But then there's, on top of that, there's stuff like you're describing where I think they've just gone, wouldn't this be awesome? Instead of putting this in a distinct, discrete mm. temple, just put it here on the map. Yeah. Yep. This is yeah. an area. Now I found three additional places I won't go into when I've been wandering. And I've like, well, I'll just come back to that later because it's like, it feels like that's a temple. But it's just this awesome puzzle that has one single idea. The beautiful thing about that, about the game is that the only reason I found out about this place, the only reason I went to it, is because villagers in two different places had talked about it. Right. And it was just like, it's like hearing rumours. It's it's this grand fairy tale idea that like, here be dragons. I wonder yeah. how they and do that so well. sometimes they literally are. Yeah. <laughs> they they like, do that so well when you speak to random people yeah. and they go... And they, obviously it's kind of an illusion. You think, oh, someone's pushed me there. No, because you could have spoken to anyone and they would have told you about something else on the map. Mm. But it feels like you're bringing, it's like, oh, I'll work out with that. So they're like, it's near an island that looks like a skull. I'm like, oh, get that on the map. Yeah. I'm like looking for it. Yeah. It's really... It's brilliant. And like there are puzzles built around that idea of like, there's this guy with an accordion, this, this yeah. Rito character who will sing a song to you. And then that's your clue yeah, to solve his puzzle. Yeah, I don't know puzzle. the meaning of it, do you? Yeah, and that's that's the whole puzzle. And yeah. cast, it's so brave, like, just kind of going, well, we're not going to give you a quest marker. Just do it. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck off. Look for it. <laughs> look at the, yeah, look at, like, that's where the world feels integral. It's like, because you actually have to study it. Like, mm. one of the things you have to do is, because um, Link has emerged after 100 years and he's an amnesiac, you've yeah. got to restore your memory. And you've got on your Sheikah slate, you've got pictures of the world, the moments he shared with Zelda that you have to go and find. And uh, at first I was like, this is impossible. This is impossible. Because, yeah. And then as I've been traveling, I'm like, oh, I recognize that. Right. Oh, well, I don't know where that is, but I recognize the angle on that mountain. Yeah. So if I go from here and look, or I'm looking for this type of tree. Yeah. You start having this in-depth knowledge of like, well, I know those trees are found in that region only. I'm going to go there so now good. and wow. start. See, I haven't done anything like but that. The, it, the thing is like, initially when I looked at it, that's impossible. But yeah. it's like acquired knowledge. You just get yeah, yeah, yeah. gradually. You're like, yeah. well, I know that area has those kind of leaves. It's kind of more autumn in that area. Yeah. So I'll go there. Yeah, And that, that kind of thinking <clears throat> extends all the way into the mechanics of the game. It's all about like finding the best solution to something. But the best solution isn't their solution it's yours yeah like what you're best at there are definitely shrines that I've done which are kind of one-off puzzles 
that I've done in different ways mm. and not the way that I think they intend but also in each of the shrines there's also kind of an optional treasure box yes yeah. and I did one the other night where I solved the puzzle but to get the box I had to take away a core element of how I solved that puzzle so I basically had to come up with a second solution oh that's right. really cool and that's brilliant I think that's them going you can do this in lots yeah. of them and yeah. it's so yeah. like I think the best the best way I've come up with describing like how in depth because it's like physics systems and mechanics and all these things coming they just stick together and just give you options constantly with stuff um the, the best solution the best way I have of describing how successful this is is that the one or two times where what I've wanted to do has just doesn't work have annoyed me so much that it means everything else must be working so well. Like the other yeah. day, I was like, this guy's in my way. I can't fight him. He's too strong. I don't have the weapons to do it. Yeah. What would happen if I put... You can get these um, Octoroks drop their guts or yeah, their yeah, like, yeah, lungs, yeah. which yeah. when you put them down are balloons and yeah. they like lift things into the air. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to make this fucker fly away. Yeah. So I like came up to him and like as he was asleep at night time and just dropped them next to him and nothing happened uh, and I was like fuck fuck's sake and I was really pissed <laughs> off and then I realised that the only reason I was pissed off is because everything else in that game is so was, well fleshed out yeah, that yeah, I assumed yeah. it just must work yeah. which is brilliant yeah. like that's so cool um, oh god there's so much to talk about what else can we talk what about you Al uh, character design was the thing that was a massive stand animations because like, I've just I've finished playing Twilight Princess HD uh, just before oh that's the other thing all previous Zelda games you've got auto jump the oh, yeah. number of times that I've just run off a cliff expecting it to jump and I've just <laughs> fallen it's like Argh. so trying to reprogram my mind to play it differently Yeah. but again that's just I wouldn't be thinking that if I hadn't just finished it but like if you look at how the Zora look compared to in previous incarnations mm. it's just nothing as grand or exciting the king of the Zoras is amazing it's amazing I'm, I'm, yeah. I like the, 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 the fairies as well the, the giant fairies oh god yeah have you like, have I've you met one of them, of them yeah right but like the way the way the hand just sort of springs out yeah it's like I think it's all, it's all so much like <laughs> unbelievable it looks like like an amazing Ghibli movie and Mm. as well like yeah. I love the um, graphical style I think it's absolutely gorgeous so, Like, and you know people criticise criticising oh. that as well but there's an area I got to and it is it's classic Zelda location it's the Lost Woods and when I went in there for the first time I, I on my big TV at home I thought it was absolutely something one of the most beautiful gaming environments I've ever been in yeah. it's that um, classic thing of art design trumps graphical quality absolutely like, so because there are points well, Dark Souls is a great example of that yeah. that game looks rough yeah. yeah, but it's got a great art direction yeah. yeah there are there are points where I've looked at a landscape from the wrong angle and been like yeah this kind of, this could almost be like on a this could be like an iPhone 7 game yeah. in places and then you turn around and see like the most gorgeous sunset yeah, yeah. you've ever seen in a game yeah. and the way the waves are like water, reflecting like, the sun refle and the water ref the sea reflecting yeah. the sun is incredible yeah and you just go Ah, oh, fucking! I'm an idiot. Like, it's just just so like, like the fronds of grass as well, just yeah. like because like I have I've had frame rate issues, especially when playing on the TV. It's mad that that's the way but around. I it don't is, but care. No. It's like it does not bother me. In the oh, slightest. it's minor, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because for all I was just, of those I was just thinking about all the stuff I've seen, and just like all the, and it, just everything feels valuable because weapons break. Which can get annoying, but then makes everything feel yeah, so feel, good when you also, have it. Also, I feel like, like I've got into... Like, I'm not thinking I'm even in the... I'm technically, I think, movements was the middle part of the game. Mm. 
the weapon thing becomes less annoying because yeah. now I'm accumulating just lots of good weapons right. that are all very more more varied than the starting weapons, which are like clubs and swords. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like it's more interesting stuff. So I'm always quite happy to change. Oh, fucking every time I have a boomerang, it's my favorite thing in that game because when it. you throw it, you have to catch it again. Time so it. You just fly through. And or if you're just in the wrong place and you chuck it and you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, it's bounced off a cliff. I've it's lost gone. my weapon. It's gone. <laughs> it will be at the bottom of this ravine but it'll take me an hour to get back up from yeah. it. Yeah. I just, I love that. Just little things where it's constantly just going, here's a new idea. Here's a new thing to concentrate on. Just in, like enjoy which every little a, button Which press. is like was something we often say about Mario games, that this, um, like this Mario game, this new level has this one idea and then gets rid of it. Mm. But what Zelda does, it just accumulates, accumulates, yeah. accumulates. And mm. then you're like, I have all this stuff to play with simultaneously yeah. and with each other. If you've read any of the reviews, this is one of the most common observations about it. But if you haven't, and you're not, you haven't looked into it that much, the, one of the coolest things this game does is it starts you out in an area that is, to all intents and purposes, a tutorial area. Yeah. It's beautiful <clears throat> and it's cool, but it is. And it gives you basically every single ability that you would usually earn over the course of a Zelda mm. game at the start of the game and then so it says here's the world yeah. remember remember that stuff yeah. see you later yeah and that's amazing uh, just having everything at your disposal the whole time and, and yeah like, I, I forgot initially that I had all that stuff yes. for ages yep. and I was like oh this is just for when I'm in shrines yeah. I don't use this all the time yeah. anywhere yeah. I want like I'm I'm play like stasis which is one where you free freeze something in time but if you yeah. hit it it gains the kinetic the energy yeah. like yeah and it accumulates it and then when it stops it flies off in the direction that you've given all that energy to i'm just playing golf with boulders and enemies now i'm just standing on top of a mountain and going i'm gonna fuck these guys up <laughs> and then just hitting a rock with a club for three seconds Zelda's <laughs> in the castle going fuck sake jesus christ but like the other thing i think that's most amazing is probably the freedom and the climbing because in oh, so yeah. many of the other games like you run up a hill and then you hit that imaginary brick wall and you slide back down. Yeah, awesome. and you can go anywhere. Climbing is usually it's a incredible. pretty boring thing in a game. Yeah. Like, and also you climb a very predefined route. Mm. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. less so in like an Assassin's Creed game. In a in Uncharted, you do, but in Assassin, you kind of go up. But climbing an Assassin's game is not fun. No. no. And what's that very boring thing? It's like in Skyrim. It was all the, the big thing was. Mm. Oh, I've seen that mountain. I want to climb it. I can. Mm. No, you can't. You can go up three separate paths that they've drawn up that mountain. Yeah. In this, you're literally, I'm going to climb that mountain. I, I love it as well. I, I would like, I, you evaluate the terrain. You're like Sylvester Stallone Cliffhanger. You're yeah. like, well, there's a bit of a ledge there. I can definitely climb up to that ledge, have yeah, a break. Yeah. And then sometimes, I think this is a brave choice. When it rains, you can't climb because you get slippy. Yeah. But then I have moments where I'm just like chilling out with Link. On the roof, on the on the ledge, doing inventory management. I actually the rain to stop. I actually think <clears throat> the rain is my is my only real criticism of With that game. Slippy. I think the rain happens way too much because the rain makes cliff climbing impossible. Mm. You can't make fires, and sometimes you can get hit by lightning if you're carrying the wrong equipment. Those, those are too many downsides for how often it rains for me. Mm. So th there have been times when I'm just sitting on a fucking edge of a cliff and I'm like well, I want to be up there I'm going to have to wait literally five minutes to yeah. get there and I can't make a fire to wait yeah and I'm just sitting there like Ugh. do you take all your it must it, yeah, no, no, it yeah. must rain more in certain parts it, it, it does yeah it has to yeah. obviously the desert but I was just wondering about just the general areas yeah I think there are different microclimates different microclimates but I love how varied it is as well uh, yeah and you wouldn't get that like you, you said don't you think wouldn't that get that from the original or what yeah, they've shown so far but yeah there's so many different and distinct places. I love how they blend together. And you go, oh, this looks quite just similar. And then you go further and then you go, this looks 
amazing. Yeah. yeah, and and it just changes <clears throat> it changes the enemies you're fighting and the the general feel of the place. And oh, it's just like sorry, we, we're now just like wanking ourselves off. Yeah, but <laughs> not literally. <laughs> well, I know we don't do the oh, video podcast oh. anymore. <laughs> That's one of the main reasons we our tally whack out. <laughs> My first email is called One Handed Games. I got a suggestion, mate. Um, we've got uh, a minute and 20 seconds before the spoiler people come back. Yeah. What's the best thing that's happened to you so far? Ooh. Oh, God. What's the best thing that happened to you? You ask the question, you ask I think... I just, I think it's that weird, like they've got this take on sort of taking over a Far Cry base where just perfectly working my way through and never getting spotted and killing everything in exactly the right way, except for the big boss, like a huge blue moblin or something. Right. And then having a duel with him after I've killed all his flunkies. Right. Like they're all asleep and I've stolen all their weapons. I so they wake steal up, people's yeah. weapons. That's it. And they, they wake up and themselves. go looking for them and yeah. they're like, fuck. Yeah. And like, I just love that feeling of, that was all me. No one told me to do this. No one set it up so that I can. I just worked it out and was able to. Like, yeah. It's brilliant. Like, it's just an amazing feeling game. We haven't even talked about the combat. The combat feels great. Yeah, like, surprisingly well, you can parry great. in it as well. Parry and like... Flurry attack. It's got, Flurry like, attack. Yeah, it's it's got more depth. Like, it took me a while to get used to it. There's a lot, there's a lot of controls yeah. and there's a lot of inventory stuff. But like, I'm really getting my eye now with the combat. And we've got 12 seconds. That's what we're going to do. Well, well, you've got to say your thing. Uh, um... Uh, taking a picture of a dog and making it in my frame because I gave him some meat. Yes. Four seconds. I can't think of anything. Oh, my mind has gone. The Axel Rose bandana. Oh, there you go. Go Done. Oh, hello. 15 minutes. Hello, I have actually got one thing that I wanted to mention. We can't oh, well. talk about it. Hello, oh, well. everyone. Who left? Who left? Because you hate Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> you hate fun. Dale. Oh, miserable. In conclusion. Oh, like Ganondale. <laughs> in conclusion, load of shit. Move on. <laughs> Get out. Oh yes, I don't know what this is. Get Out is a fantastic new horror film uh, by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele Comedy Central fame. Um, that really, I, yeah, yeah. How strange. Um, ah. uh, which I saw last night, and you saw last week, week, week or two a ago. Weeks ago with Rory. Yeah, and I think is one of the best films I've seen recently. It's like, very, very, very good, and extremely weird. Like that. There are moments. So to explain, so it's a horror movie, but I don't think he, that quite. It's he, more a thriller. He calls it a social thriller. Yeah, I think that's a really which is good a nice, term. nice I way think, of putting it. Yeah, and it's like a, so. To do the premise because the premise yeah. is in the trailer. Like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, young black man with a white girlfriend um, going to her house to meet her parents for the first time. Um, he's a little nervous about that because uh, she hasn't told them that he's black, and when he gets there, things start off well and then seem to go a bit strange. Yeah. And it progresses from there. Um, it's... First, <laughs> firstly, like, as a white man, um, there, there, is, there is an amazing attention to... It, it's Like, the premise is kind of... It hits you over the head a bit. Obviously, yeah. well, it is what it is. Yeah. What's, what's the Sydney Poitier film? Guess who's coming to dinner? Which is like a oh, 1960 yeah. film, which is basically the same thing. It yeah. must be alluding to it in a way. Yeah. Um, but the attention to the details of someone's life that I just never have to deal with and have never thought about because they're, they're essentially yeah. mundane. Because well, it starts off very innocent, where they're having like a like she goes home for the weekend and she's like. My dad will probably talk to you about Obama. Yeah. How much he'll, he'll, he'd vote for him for a third time. Yeah. And he does it instantly. And yeah, he, right. he starts calling him a man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it's like, he's obviously, at that point, he's like, 
it's a bit weird, but it's well intentioned. He's trying to make the guy feel comfortable. Yeah, 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 Maybe yeah. it's a little misjudged. Yeah. In a way that dads sometimes misjudge yeah. things and are weird around boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. And then you, they have the dinner party because it turns out they're having a big family get together or b- barbecue. Yeah. And then people start saying other things that just kind of push it a bit bit further, a bit further. Right. But you'd still probably hear them in normal society. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, that's a bit more misjudged, a bit right. more misjudged. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it really smartly gets across the sort of faux pas and wrinkles of like what those like a biracial couple must go through yeah like, mm. like someone in the family going oh you you must have played sports yeah well, you're athletic aren't right, you? right. Yeah. What? and and just like that li- just that line of where he goes have you told them I'm black yeah you're like I've never thought about that before and I you know why would I but <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it just adds this like this layer of really awkward yeah yeah and it is half a comedy film. Like, there's really, really, really laugh there out loud stuff. Funny characters yeah. in it, like, in, like intentionally funny. Characters. And you can tell it's a sketch writer writing. It has this like um, episodic nature to it. It's like got it. it's episodic, and it's got this the 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 rhythm of sketches. Even in the horror scenes, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up. Then it punctures it, yeah. and then it builds up and builds up and punctures it. And sometimes it's a f- scare, and sometimes it's a laugh. Right. And sometimes it's both. Yeah. Because there's another thing. Like, he goes he goes to this family's house, and this, again, this is in the trailer. Um, her parents have two people who work for them and they're both black. So obviously they're on this house in the country, a bit like a plantation, and they have these two people who work for them kind yeah. of as a servants, like as a cook and a groundskeeper. Right. And it's like, oh, no, no, they're all friends. But there's something a bit off about them. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything more about what happens next. Okay. But things start getting weirder and weirder and weirder. And then it finally just goes bonkers. Yeah. And it, it, and it <coughs> is, that's the sort of it's not a secret because the the original trailer which is fantastic gives yeah. away a lot of what happens it's kind of it's how, what, it how they do it yeah but right. it's properly strange like really outwardly surreal by the end and you just don't ever expect it to do the next thing it does like the jump a jump scare happens at a time you don't expect it to or yeah. a comedy scene happens when you don't expect it to and it keeps just cutting between all these things so you're constantly on your toes yeah. and it's just like it's brilliant like really so, really yeah. I think smart movie definitely 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 go see that over Beauty and the Beast <laughs> <laughs> I've heard not good things about Beauty and the yeah. Beast we, we gave it a pretty good review it's a kind of yeah. mix some people have been quite into it and some people less so like me and Gav saw the other night and I don't understand why, again, why are you doing it if you're not mm. going to make it different? Yeah. It's like people playing those characters like they were in the 1992 whatever yeah. rendition yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, why have humans if you're going to make them act like cartoons? Yeah. You had cartoons doing that. Is that really what it's like? Yeah. There's bits where, like, characters, like, sledge downstairs when they transform back into humans. And <sighs> it, they are playing the cartoon versions. That's so weird. And that it's just weird, kind yeah. of like... I'd kind of be into this if you were doing like something different with it. Like what would you have all the freedom to have that story in live action, all the effects. Stage it in a different way. What would you do with it? I would literally start again with the premise of the fairy tale. Yeah. And go, how can we make everything look different? Make him look like a different beast. Mm. Yeah. Make her wear a different gown. Make the dan- dance it's all the same. different. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. the same. And it's seen, like yeah. like Jungle Book is different. Yeah. He went back to the Rudyard Kipling text, but he also knew that the Jungle Book movie that Disney made is probably more culturally relevant than Kipling's original. Mm. But he's cherry-picked uh, from both and blending them and made yeah. something original. Yeah. This is, feels like they've gone, let's use this as previs for the live-action movie. Yeah. They've essentially is, used a cartoon movie as storyboards. Which I don't understand. And, you know, they've got Lion King 
in production but again that's yeah. Favreau so I think that will do a different thing hopefully and it's Donald and, Glover and, and, and Little Mermaid as well oh yeah and I just don't think well, that, it's kind of pointless they to me they did Little Mermaid yeah so. well Chloe Moretz was attached but now she's retired from acting temporarily did she? yeah she's I didn't know that taking a break uh, mm. I just don't understand why I do that. Yeah, it seems very strange. And it is kind of like, it's Gav's favourite ever movie. Or yeah. favourite ever Disney movie, sorry. Is it? And, yeah, and we uh, and it's got a very we, very prominent and excellent we, Welshman in a major role. He did like <laughs> him. <laughs> he liked him. But also, like, he is very good. Of all the people being like the cartoon... He's the best. He, at he's it. the best at it, and mm. he has the best numbers, like the best, the best oh, stage okay. numbers. I think, like, no one like Gaston. But me and Gav laughed out loud at one point, and I think some people looked at us because, um, again, can't be a spoiler if you've seen Beauty and the Beast because it's exactly <laughs> the same movie. Um, when you think the the Beast isn't going to find true love, and all the people who have been cursed into being objects slowly turn into the objects and you think they're going to be permanently like those things. In the cartoon, like, you know, Lumiere has a, like a really charismatic face. Yeah. Mm. He's one of the most loved like sporting characters in all Disney movies. Here he looks like a candelabra with a little tiny metallic face and you can't like <laughs> really connect with him because he looks like a fucking candelabra. Yeah. So at the end, they're all outside <laughs> the castle and they're all slowly turning into furniture which they already fucking look like. It's yeah. just his and face at the end, disappearing. At the end, there's a shot of just furniture on a lawn. I mean, guys, just best I love him because it looked like a yard sale <laughs> and it's just supposed to be this big like, poignant, like, moment. poignant moment and it's just like bunch of furniture it's that oh, weird dear. thing when something becomes live action you're like oh it all just looks a bit it's, Imagine it's if scary it like weird yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like because Lumiere is amazing and charismatic, charismatic you can get away with that in the cartoon whereas this like I don't think Hugh McGregor is bad at all mm. but it's like do do Lumiere yeah. Yeah. do that again please yeah. it's really weird yeah I'm there not going to watch that I like the beast though I like Dan Stevens the beast really Dan Stevens, Legion Man. I didn't know it was him. He's good, isn't he? Dan Stevens, well done, him. He's got a good long well done, face. Mate. Should we do some feedback? Yeah. Let's do some feedback. Uh, so, to, to put this into context, the one-handed gaming uh, elements shouldn't be laughing when you hear about it. Um, it's a man last week called Jason Adler wrote in, and his brother had recently suffered a stroke and wants to continue gaming and was asking how we game, <coughs> uh, what he could play with one hand. Um, nice. And we do have some suggestions. And we, yeah, we've actually like we've had so many suggestions from people. It's been very nice. Um, and I believe Daniel has the first. Yes, my first bit of feedback is from Matthew Anderson. When I was 17, I was in a serious accident and lost my left arm completely. Bloody hell. Video games have always been and still are a huge part of my life. I taught myself to play games with one hand and I could help others learn about techniques I use and devices that are available. I really don't use any devices but could explain how I play to others. If people want to find me, I can be found on Xbox at Robin, so it's Robin with two Bs, X. D.E. HUD. You can look through my games list to see that there isn't much I don't play, and no one I play with has ever thought I wasn't playing well enough. I'm now 41 and still gaming, so you don't have to give up if you really love it. That's really That's awesome. really nice. Yeah. Thank you very much, Matthew. Um, and following that up, uh, Gavin Tan says, Hi guys, I used to work at Special Effect, who we have previously done charity runs for. Ne- nearly they killed are, ourselves. Um, yeah, they are an amazing group of people who allowed us to do something stupid. Uh, and we used to get a lot of contact from people who had suffered strokes. The good news is that there are quite a few bits that Jason's brother can help 
uh, sorry, can use to help him game again. There are specially modded controllers made by the wonderfully wacky Ben Heck, and also the Razer Naga MMO mouse that, when paired up with an adapter and some software, works really well for a lot of games. Uh, it might be worth reaching out to Special Effect, as they should be able to lend him some bits to try, <coughs> and if the setup needs to be a bit more customised, they could tailor the solution to his individual needs. Hope this helps. Thanks, Gav. Yeah, Special Effect. Um, there, it Doing turns out that. there are loads of... Um, like I didn't know beforehand but just we've had so many emails from people suggesting like custom rigs and yeah. uh, like controllers that you can get for this which is amazing I, yeah. it's something I've never again I've never had to think about this before yeah, which well, is really remember, interesting as a bought, white man as a white man but I remember playing I think they had a setup with like Colin McRae or Dirt or something oh they came and demoed it like where with you the... controlled it with your eyes mm. which is like it actually worked really well crazy I've yeah. seen that with um, Football Manager as well which is the next step towards me being a creature that just plays Football Manager <laughs> and dies. Don't have to move. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop playing Football but Manager like, three but, years ago because it was Manager seems... Well, you're really... I, uh, Football Manager 2013 or 14, I had like 700 hours or wow. something disgusting, like it was bad, and I had to stop. <laughs> I really had to stop. Football Manager feels like a game that you could quite easily do with either one hand or with your eyes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like racing yeah. game seems Yeah, like, that's, that's ab- crazy. That's absurd. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently you also spoke about the Switch last week. Uh, yeah, we talked briefly about Rory's experiences with it. Okay, so uh, Cameron Hill from Australia. As, um, I, as, as someone with Australian relatives, I can say that that's perfect. Perfect, oh, thank you. Uh, just wanted to say that I listened to your latest podcast and uh, has some feedback on the Switch. Uh, him and his two kids love it. He bought two of them. Uh, one for himself and one for his kids. Uh, He's earning. Good dad. Um, well, there <laughs> Two is different perspectives there. <laughs> uh, well, I'll jump ahead. So he traded in his PS4 to buy the second Switch. Oh, good man. I know. Uh, anyway, so uh, they've got an eight-year-old son and five-year-old daughter, and they love it. Just Dance is their favorite game, same as you, Joe. Yep. Uh, and they play it for 30 minutes every day, uh, and they put it on the tabletop, and they play it while they're cooking dinner. That's so a nice really family cool. thing to do. That's brilliant. That's legit. Yeah. Get them on snipper clips, mate. That'd be amazing. Do that so, before dinner. How hard is that? It's not as active. Is that quite hard for a like five and a eight? I think because you can play up to four players, and if you've got two, players helping. If you've got two switches, that means you've got four Joy-Con, which Ooh, means yes. you can play the full four-player mode or just three. But you, if you had like a parent and two kids all working out together, I reckon yeah. that would work really well. Nice. There you go. Bringing um, families together. The IGN UK podcast, not the Switch. Yes, <laughs> I think is it what we do. Pair our GM. And now has three switches. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever listen yeah. to MVC? Well, I like when Jose goes, all right, on the GM money, are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, like every single Amiibo <laughs> ever. Yeah. I find them very amusing. Yeah, um, yeah he's got like three Jose. switches. Is Two of his sons have them, and one of his sons has the Wii U version of Zelda. I, I like, oh, yeah, Perry. Uh, tweeting going, brackets, doesn't mind. Bet he does. He will yeah. when he's older. That's classic <laughs> That's classic dad. Wall over he dad's eyes. <laughs> so, so we're all going to go out and uh, drive in the car, and, and oh, you can't bring yours with you. Sorry about that. Oh. We're all on ice cream. Do you want an apple? The <laughs> <laughs> um, final email. Is this the final one? No, one, one more. We've got one Penultimate. more. Is it from Fraser Sutty, a bloody student in Manchester? That's what it says. Yeah. Oh, say, oh, yeah. Get a job, mate. I think it's pronounced Franchick, not Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely callback, that isn't Very it? Good. Oh, it's like Daniel Kitson yeah. doing comedy in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hello, how is the switching going? I've been Good. watching IGN for a few years now and I've come to realize there's a pretty big disparity between the content coming from the UK office and the rest of the company. Yeah, they do more of it. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of... Don't see us doing graphics comparisons, do you? <laughs> well, got Playstations, mate. Um, I'm a big fan of the IGN UK podcast and PTT, but the topics of conversation on these productions are different to what gets discussed on Beyond Unlocked or MVC well they need to pull it out don't they um, I've never heard stories of hey what yo. hijinks happened in the parks where Brian Altana grew up or Eric Goldman's opinions on bumming <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know Eric Goldman's opinions on bumming well, this is oh wait <laughs> this guy's just saying <laughs> the content from the UK office is Gav's fucking life <laughs> that's all that's happened um, but like if Eric ever comes to the UK we need to get him on this Eric podcast, on this podcast. We're not asking you about Arrow. No. That would be really Where do you funny. stand on? Um, I suppose my real question you is... You don't stand on it. First problem. <laughs> First, that's where you're going wrong, mate. Um, I suppose my real question is, if the head offices are in the US, how have you not been shut down already? <laughs> Honestly, the amount... we ask ourselves is, every week. This is the perfect question for Honestly, a podcast with Alan. Uh, yes. Honestly, the amount of times I've heard Gav say the phrase, get the rat out, is mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well thank you for is, joining us for the last ever IGN UK podcast. Yeah, we should actually listen to this. I was podcast. gonna say we shouldn't have insulted Well we didn't insult him. We didn't insult him. We you were insulting him, you said he gives apples to his kids. The one he doesn't <laughs> like. The one he doesn't like. Oh uh, that's where see, now you've gone wrong. So yeah, I don't know what to say, Fraser. Um We're just keeping it real. I can't <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the, uh, what? Is that a Goldman podcast? Oh, it's, yeah, it is. It's gone as well, isn't it? On that? They don't call it that anymore. No. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we talked about this before, but last year when we went to E3, we at the IGN 20th birthday party, we were having a discussion with Pear, and he was like, I think he was talking to you, and I like very recently joined, and he was like, yeah, we kind of try and stop everyone swearing, but like, there's nothing we can really do about you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, almost like, oh, I can't, it's cool. like, again culturally insensitive Australians they're too far gone well that's well, yeah. they're a different scale like entirely I remember when I first joined we used to say the C word I know we did yeah that like I feel like that's like, we've grown up like how much mm. how much do you want us to grow up come on <laughs> exactly. like there's only so many restrictions I can work we've done on the there. best we can okay <laughs> with what we've got with yes. what we've got thank you Fraser thank you oh yeah sorry I've got one more you just looked at me and I thought yeah I wasn't really sure what we were doing then Martin Willingham says, Hey guys. Oh, wait. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. Hey, do you want to get quaffy? <laughs> <laughs> I love the show, and I know you're all massive fans of Overwatch. So I thought I would tell you that myself and my pal Chris are going to be playing for 24 hours solid on the 14th of April, but only playing as Mercy. Ooh. We're doing it for Macmillan, and we're hoping to raise oh, lots of money. Cool thing to what do. an awesome idea. That is yeah. a fantastic idea. My question is, if you had to play as one character for 24 hours in Overwatch, which one would it be? And also, do you have any advice for me? I think it's going to be tough. Don't power up the cancer. Uh, if you could give us a plug, which we have, people can... So, don't get ahead of yourself. People can donate and find out more at www.nomercy24.co.uk. And I've also attached our press release just because. The fact they've got a press release... For that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Organised. Unfortunately, we have not organised to print out the press release. So consider that your release. <laughs> um, advice for Mercy players. Ooh. Biggest one, you should, all the time when you are not using your staff, be trying to land hits with your blaster on the other team because that powers up your charge for res. Ah. Also, 
I know this is a very obvious one. I don't know if you guys play Mercy at all. We not we don't really have a Mercy player among no, us that Alicia much. plays it sometimes. And Dale as well and Gav. But um, or, so three don't, of them. don't yeah <laughs> don't forget to like power up people. Yes. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. constantly be healing people that yeah. don't need to be healed. Yeah, because healing often isn't effective, isn't that effective on someone being shot. Like yeah, in the like, right situation with a tank, it will keep them alive for longer. Mm. They might be able to deal or, with the situation, yeah. but. With if it. you've got another hero on the team, like say an Anna, like she might be able to be more effective, and you can just like focus on powering up a Farah. And I actually go around with Farah as oh, well. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you can, if They're you can both do makes the it very hard to hit. If you can do the sync up Farah Mercy combo where you're flying after her almost constantly, Obviously. but keeping away and but using your slow uh, yeah, fall to like avoid in a, damage. An opposing team, you don't know who to prioritize because yep. Farah is destroying you. Yep. But obviously, it's much harder to kill because the Mercy's right behind them. Yeah. <laughs> And um, what's the other brilliant thing that Mercy does sometimes? Oh, just like... um no, I've forgotten. She's good. <laughs> Use her. Yeah. Bye. She well, she arguably has the best ult in the game. Yes. Yeah. Also with... Um, and it's been buffed. She can now move while she does yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and with Bastion being the overpowered, the un- shit. The unbelievable <laughs> yes. fucker that he is at the moment, yes. that's going to be fun. It's a good so, combination. If you stuck around this long in the podcast, you've obviously... You'll give us a moment to talk about Overwatch. Is he, like, with the changes, I'm, what I'm trying to get my head around is, like, obviously he has been buffed, that's true. But is it also because we just never play against them? Is this, I think there's oh. some element of that. We yeah, never yeah, usually yeah. play there's against them. No one plays un- Bastion, and now they do. We're just not used to, like, Bastion being in that situation yeah. on Ilios because Honestly, we never have to deal with it. Yeah. Honestly, the only problem I have with Bastion post-buff is the fact that he can... Whilst healing stationary, he can survive almost anything. Yeah, he yeah. survived a. I survived a soldier all the other yeah, day. That shouldn't. That shouldn't. That be is happening. crazy. I don't care. The fact that he can get in and out of turret mode quicker, like that's fine. He kind of needed. That he should do because he was viable. a bit of a ball ache. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mind healing on the move either. That's fine, but. Yeah, just that one thing where he can survive almost any attack. Yeah, just when people right focus stage. on him, it's yeah. It just feels a bit like because then you're like not rewarding like us syncing up and saying Bastion, focus on him. He's about to go, yeah. and it's like, well, yeah. he's just weathered it. Great. From, from yeah. like a game flow perspective as well, it becomes very, it becomes a boring game when you come up against a Bastion now, like which is something they won't want. I've had, because he dominate any game that he's in, it becomes all about yeah. him. And the amount of times I've chased it recently, I've chased a Bastion, and he stopped gone into turret mode and just turned on healing. And I'm just standing there going, so essentially you're creating you're, a stalemate when what we should be doing yeah. is fighting. fighting. Luckily I'm Roadhog, so I chain him out of turret mode yeah. and shoot him in the face. There you go. Good for me. Um, have you ever done long streams before? I've never done a 24 no, hours. No, I could definitely play Overwatch 24 hours. Could you? Yeah. Breath of the Wild, mate. No, nah, nah. No, but action. what happens if you go through, like, I know what you're like. You, if you have a bad patch, you get very angry. Well, you do. Well, no, I get a bit grumpy. I'm the one who gets angry. <laughs> he gets angry, I get grumpy. That's yeah. that's that's how we work. Yeah, that's, the, that's the dynamic. I can't wait to spend that's the time yeah, 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 on the stream. It to be honest, that would make for a very good stream. Yeah. You don't want us just going. Oh, I'm very relaxed uh, collecting insects in the field. You want us like getting fucking angry, angry grumpy gamers. We should be doing that. We'd be millionaires. Yeah. Um, to finish up, he asked us who we'd play for 24 hours in Overwatch. Would you try? I Very think I'd try someone new. Character, yeah. Well, try someone but new. But you have to stick with the same character. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think I'd probably try someone new. I'm going to think about it. You always say this. No, but like, because over that period he, of time. Alex said I when he prestiged, better. he'd go on to a new character. Bollocks. I didn't say straight away. <laughs> 
cover all bases there, didn't you? I did try. We got uh, did really badly. Oh, um, Rory tried um, Winston, Winston today. How <laughs> that go? Uh, terribly, really badly. Just, just <laughs> launched himself, got killed immediately. Anyway, that's He's enough good. Uh, like, I quite like to play as Zarya, but I know that oh, you play so good. Well, yeah, I really well, enjoyed playing as May, <laughs> and I've stopped playing as her. Just get on it, May's. We like, were playing against a really good May yeah. today. If I got the chance, I'd play as Arissa. The new one. Yes. She looks good. She looks um, awesome. Or who would play, who would you play as? A McCree. I want to get good with McCree. Yeah. You know, because we come... We, again, this is very inside baseball, but again, you're here end at the, the end of the podcast. You can turn off probably if you want. Um, Don't. Because who, who, like, who messes us up most? Farrah's? Mm-hmm. Mercy's? Mercy's. McCree. A good McCree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. We still have it. Alicia yeah. plays a little bit. But we'll get there one day anyway that's it for this week's podcast thank you for sticking around to the end if you did maybe we should make that a regular feature Overwatch, Overwatch at the end that. yeah exactly Overwatch <laughs> nights Hollyoaks <laughs> 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 is a bit sexier it's part of the, the podcast dark. I was just Ooh. thinking that it was the final push but like if you want to make it sexy we can do that I mean Over- you're calling it the final Why push <laughs> Overwatch overtime Over- hello Overtime, and then we like an hour of Overwatch chat. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the actual fucking podcast guy. That's yeah. why we'd be shut down. It's because we were doing nothing else other than talking about fucking Overwatch for three hours every week. <laughs> anyway, terrible. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.